Greetings, everybody. It's such an honor for me to come to you and minister the gospel of God's grace to you today. I trust that this message is going to bless you um, greatly. Today's message is going to be very short. I'm just going to share a, a, a thought with you, and I trust that this will encourage you greatly. Today, I'm going to look at miracles and Jesus Christ multiplying the bread and the fish and what impact that had on people and what people made of that and how Jesus corrected them and helped them to think correctly about miracles and signs and wonders. He also showed himself as the source of eternal life, which was what the whole message was about. Today's message, I'm sure it will encourage you to be open to receive the supernatural miracles into your life and will also help you to think correctly about your life and who you are and what God has come to give you should you not have received what is seen as a supernatural miracle in your life where you're a believer, you've believed, and you have not seen a manifestation of the supernatural. This can help you greatly. Okay, now we're going to start off in John chapter 6. We're going to look at Jesus and he crossed over to to the uh, over the Sea of Galilee, and then he came, and multitudes followed him, and all those kind of things, and did miracles. They followed him because of the miracles, and then he did the like a grand miracle. Here we go. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, and a great multitude followed him. This is John six verse two, because they saw his miracles which he did on them which were diseased. And Jesus went up into the mountain, and there sat with him his disciples. And the the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. When Jesus then lifted up his eyes, he saw a great company come unto him, and he said unto Philip, When shall we buy bread that these may eat? And he said, and this he said to prove him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered and said, Two hundred pennies worth of bread is not sufficient for them, and every one of them may just take a little. One of the disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said unto him, There is a lad here that has five barley loaves and two small fishes, but what are they amongst so many people? And Jesus said, Make the men sit down. Now there was much grass in that place, uh, so the men sat down, and the number was about five And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed to his disciples, and disciples to them which were set down, and likewise of the fish as many as they would. And when they were filled, he said unto his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remains, that nothing be lost. Now this is a massive miracle. This is a major miracle. That took place here. And we find that John comes and he sets this up beautifully for us. The Bible says here, and the Passover, a feast of the Jews, was nigh. So it was time for the Passover. It was time, and we know what the Passover means. It was time where it was all about Jesus and his death and resurrection and the freedom that would come through what Jesus Christ has done for us, where he offers his body, his death and his resurrection for us as what we can partake in. We can partake in his body and so have life, wherein he is the true bread that comes from heaven and that is given unto us. So with this in mind, this is what John is saying. This feast was now, and we can already see where Jesus' mind was going. His mind was, I am here 
to provide bread for all these people. And then when he saw the multitude come unto him, he says, where will we get bread that can feed all these people? Now, when Jesus asked that question, what was in his mind? In his mind was, I am the bread that the Father has given to give food to all these people. That is what he had in mind. He then multiplied the bread and gave to the people and they ate. The people were all amazed, I'm sure, of the miracle that took place. And we're going to see here from verse 23 uh, onwards that people crossed over the sea to follow Jesus because he multiplied the food and they knew that with him there is provision, with him there is miracles and signs and wonders. We find here in verse 2 that the multitude followed him because they saw the miracles. So they followed him. Why? Because they saw the miracles. And then he did a greater miracle and he was saying, so he saw the people following the miracles and he said, they are still in need of the true meat. And the, the, John was basically showing what was in the mind of Jesus. So in the mind of Jesus, it was not about the multiplication of bread. It was not about, I would then include, the signs, wonders, and the miracles. In the mind of Jesus, it was about the Passover feast and about what that would bring to man. It was about the meaning of the Passover, which was him, which was all about what God has come and provided for man in giving man this is the key word, eternal life, which is defined in the resurrected Jesus Christ. Okay, let us uh, read on. The following day, when the people which stood on the other side of the sea saw that there was none other boat there, save the one wherein his disciples were entered, and Jesus went not with his disciples into the boat, but that the disciples were gone away alone, albeit there came other boats. From this sea, nigh unto the place where they did eat the bread, after the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, neither his disciples, they also took shipping and came to Capernaum seeking for Jesus. And when they had found him on the other side of the sea, they said unto him, Rabbi, when comest thou? When comest thou here? Why did you come here? Okay, so listen to this. Jesus, why did you come here? And how did you get here? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Very, very, I say unto you, you seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. Labor not for the meat which perishes, but for the meat which endures unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him has God the Father sealed. Okay, so what he's saying here is you don't follow me because you saw the miracle and you know that I am a, I am basically the Lord. I am the one that has got the authority. I am the giver of life. But you followed me because you were simply seeking the bread. You were thinking of how your lives would be preserved in this world now, and you will then have this bread, physical bread, that's what it's about. And then they wanted to know how Jesus got to the other side and even why he went there. They, they wanted him to be with them, to provide for them in the things of everyday life. Uh, and what I see here is, he says here, you don't follow me because you saw the miracle. That is a, a way of saying the Father has sealed Jesus as the Messiah and you're not following me because I'm the Messiah. 
you are following me because you ate of the bread and you are you want um you want that provision now that is what you think it's all about you think that it is about the miracle you don't listen to the miracle and what the miracle is about let me say it again you think it's about the miracle but you're not thinking that it is a, you don't know what the miracle is about the miracle is about Jesus being sealed by the Father as the Messiah, which is what people can then receive. They can receive him as the Lord, as the one that would come and give eternal life. So he was pointing out that their hearts were not really right, but he was not, I believe, rude to them in the sense of just chasing them away. He led them to understand what it's about. And he said to them, you follow me for this. Then he says in verse 27, labor not for the meat which perishes, but for the meat which endures unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you. For him God the Father has sealed. Listen to this verse carefully. Labor not for the meat which perishes. Labor not for the meat that perishes. Now, when we look at a miracle, we find that every miracle that took place in Jesus' time, in the end, that person has perished. Let's look, take Lazarus, for instance. Did Lazarus rise up from the dead? Yes. Where is Lazarus's body right now? It has perished. When we look at miracles, we find healings, signs, wonders, and all those things. Those things pass away. If I pray for you today and you get healed, the healing will be from God, but that healing is still in the temporal world. It, is, it doesn't have eternal value uh, as pertaining to the healing of your flesh. That means we cannot heal the whole world by signs, wonders, and miracles. So we are not laboring for signs, wonders, and miracles. Although signs, wonders, and miracles happen, and we find here that a multitude of people did follow Jesus because they saw them saw his miracles which he did on them that were dis, uh, diseased so there were people that were diseased and they saw Jesus and the miracles that he did and then they followed him they could have followed him uh, because they want miracles and i think that is basically the the context wherein all of this is written they didn't know what the miracle was about they thought it was about the miracle you say it again they didn't know that what the miracle was about. The miracle was not about a miracle worker that is amongst the people. The miracle was about Jesus being Lord, whom the Father has sealed as the one that would give you eternal life. And here Jesus is saying to the people, you want a miracle again. You want to live from miracle to miracle to miracle. But that is not the purpose of miracles. The purpose of the miracle is simply to show you that the Father has sealed Jesus as the one that gives eternal life. Now, when I see this, I, it, it excites me in this way, that I can have a heart that is open for signs, wonders, and miracles, and that I can pray for the sick, I can lay my hands on the sick, I can, when I go through a difficult time, I can ask people to pray for me and we can have an expectation of miracles 
while we know we are not living from miracles. And this is what I see in the life of Jesus here. I mean, we see a continuation of that uh, in the lives of the disciples and people in the New Testament. Miracles took place. If we look at how miracles was recorded, it was recorded to say something. It was, the miracle was about Jesus being Lord. It was not about the miracle. It's not about miracles. It is about Jesus. It is about what the miracle communicates. And yet we are now in this world, in this world, this broken world that we are seeing. We are still, we are now under the rulership of the kingdom of life. And in this kingdom, we find signs, wonders, and miracles. Now, can we expect a miracle in our life? Yes, you can expect a miracle. I want to say every person can expect that in his life, God will do miracles. I have seen many miracles in my life. I have seen many what we would call breakthroughs or those kind of things in my life. But I know and I've come to know later in my Christian walk that it is not about the miracle. The miracle is about Jesus and what he's come and brought forth through his death and resurrection. And he's pointing us to something that is not perishable. So Jesus came and he said that these miracles and what they produce can perish. Don't labor for the meat which perishes. Now, what is he referring to here? They were laboring for the meat that perishes, which was the multiplication of the bread, which was the previous day. So they were laboring for that miracle that Jesus can do, and they thought that their life was in the miracle taking place in their life. But that is not the truth. That is not, and Jesus pointed that out immediately. And I want to say this to you. I want to use an example in my own life. My oldest son, Aubrey, uh, about four weeks, six weeks ago, I'm not exactly sure, six weeks ago, let's say, he, uh, he, he got a, a bladder infection and, you know, we gave him some medicine and he became better. And then after two weeks, it happened again. He went to the doctor, got antibiotics, and became better. And then two weeks later, this thing came again. And I said, well, let, let us give you some medicine and see what happens. Meantime, we also prayed for him, and he was doing much better. And then I said, if anything happens again, we go to the doctor again, and we see what happens. In the meantime, we just pray for him on a regular basis. And then in this week, uh, he, he called me. I think it was on Monday. He said, Dad, I, I feel the pain in my stomach again. Just not as bad as before, but just a little bit of pain and a, a little fever. I said, go to the doctor. Spoke to the doctor. They got a sonar done. And then uh, off the sonar, they had to do an MRI. No, not an MRI, some scan. I don't know what it was. They had to do a scan. And they found what is called an appendix mass uh, in inside him, which was as big as a tennis ball, a little bit bigger, and that had to be removed. Uh, they gave him antibiotics, and then they want to see if that antibiotics can make it a bit smaller, and then they will do the operation on Monday and so forth. Uh, it didn't work. So yesterday he rushed to the hospital, severe pain, and they did the operation and removed everything. He is okay now. Um, 
you know, but we went through a difficult time this week. But in that, in, in this week, the message that my heart rested in is that my son has eternal life. And that is what brought me peace in that time. Yes, in my mind, there is the stress, you want to call it, of what happens, you know, if he would, if the worst would happen. I mean, that thing can burst and that can be uh, life threatening. So here am I. I've, I pray for people. I see miracles. I have seen many miracles take place in my own life, many of them. And here is a case, and I want to say another case, where I've prayed and we have not seen a miracle that we can define as a miracle in the light of the supernatural. I don't think we will really always know what God has done in this case. I do believe that the Lord, Lord's hand is in this and that the, the health and the healing and everything comes from God, definitely. I've got no doubt about that. But what I want to address is how you deal with a situation when you don't lay your hands in the mighty name of Jesus and now you see a miracle. Do you immediately go and do self, you know, introspection, God, do I have enough faith? Don't I have enough faith? What's wrong with me? Why is this not happening? Go into all kind of questioning. How would it how would we see this in 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 biblical times? What brought me peace is that I know that my walk with Jesus is not about miracles that miracles is about Jesus and what he has come to give us. And I know that when I prayed, I could pray in faith, knowing the Lord would do a miracle. That is what I felt in my heart. And I felt the Lord said that he will heal him. And I believe that even though it was, there was a doctor involved, there's a healing that comes from Jesus and that wellness is his. I just had this through what I felt the Lord said to me is that the worst is not going to happen as pertaining to life now, that he, that he will pass away, something bad will happen or something like that, but that God's hand is in this and that he is safe as pertaining to, to this situation. Um, I felt during that time when everything was going on that in my mind is not the question, Jesus, why is a miracle not happening? What is going on? What is wrong? None of that. I had absolute peace that my son has got eternal life and that miracles is about pointing us to eternal life, which my son and I and my wife and my other children already possess. We are, we are possessors of eternal life. We are believers in Jesus Christ. So what, the, what a miracle could ever point to has already, we've already attained unto that. And we find that our life, my everyday emotion and joy and all of that is not born from miracles because it is not about miracles. Did I pray? Yes. Did we ask other people to pray with us? Yes. Why did we do that? You know, I just went onto our uh, web pastors and, and, and I just asked for people to, um, to, to pray. I didn't even make this known to everybody, not because, not cognitively. Some of you might, might be friends watching this, not even knowing that this has taken place and say, Matthew, why didn't you call me? You know, when all these things happen, your mind is not always on just call all these people and, and those kind of things. It is about 
him and, 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 and the hospital and the doctor and all those kind of things. I'm sharing this with you that you can just know that I live uh, in this world and sometimes you'll find me here testifying about the supernatural. Other times you'll find me uh, talking about what I'm talking about right now and uh, sharing with you on how I see the scripture about this. I see that if Jesus said to these people, you seek me because, not, not because you saw the miracles, that is a Jewish way, I believe, of or what was understood in that time. It's not because you know that you saw a miracle and what this miracle is about. To you, it is about the miracles. It's about the supernatural. It's about the multiplication of the bread. It's not about uh, what this is all about in the end of the day. And in the very same way, it is comforting for me and it's a place of peace wherein I can pray and ask, you know, and say, well, you know, Lord, I thank you for a healing for my son and he is now healed, knowing that it is not about miracles. And there's a big difference, a church, and a big rest that enters into your heart when you know it is about Jesus and not about miracles. Now, let us continue and see what Jesus says here. Now, just want to say this. My son went for the operation. Everything was removed. Doctor's very happy. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm happy. He's got some pain. And, but he had a previous operation where they removed a, po- a, a piece of his lung. And he says, Dad, you know, this pain that I have now can, is not even a patch on what I had, uh, you know, when I had the lung operation. But I just want to say this. I am so grateful to God. Um, it is just a miracle on how God has helped us that this thing didn't burst and so forth, and that we could, you know, that, that we could be helped so quickly. Now, do you know what, how, what peace that brings to my heart? When I see my son uh, is at a place where it is not about miracles, but about the resurrection of Jesus, bring him to a place where uh, when we see the perishable, because should he have been supernaturally healed, Unless Jesus returned, that, even that very miracle will perish in the fact that he will die. So we're not laboring for that, although we, are, we know that it is also part of our, part of our life. You will see miracles. That is, that is sure. That, that I know, and I'm sure every one of you that's watching me can testify of some form of miracle that the Lord has done in your life. And you can expect that those things will continue to happen in your life until the day of Jesus. But those are things that are perishable. Those are things that will, when you die, it, it ends there. It is not something from where you can have eternal life. It just points you to eternal life. That is what it's about. So my son is, is okay tomorrow, or well, tomorrow. I'm making this on Saturday because so it's not a live stream. I'm going to upload it and, and share it. Because tomorrow, by the time we have our broadcast, I'm going to pick him up from the hospital. Okay, so just want to say he's okay. For all of those of you that, um, that feel in your heart to pray for him, thank you so much. Thank you for your love and your care. Let's get to verse 26. It says, Verily I say unto you, you seek, you, you seek me not because you saw the miracle. So you seek me not because of the miracles. You're not seeking after me. You're not seeking the Savior. You're seeking the, the miracle because you don't know how these things work. Then said I unto them, What shall we do 
that we might work the works of God. Jesus said unto him, this is the work of God, that you believe on him whom he has sent. So now he's just focusing, he says, what it is all about. It's about believing in Jesus. So I want to say this to you. If you feel that you ever miss out on any form of a miracle or the supernatural in your life, but you have believed upon Jesus, you've already attained unto the maximum that a miracle can ever mean in your life. Uh, Labor for that which does not perish, which is Jesus, who after he died was raised from the dead, believe upon him. And while you believe upon him, have an expectation, knowing that miracles can also take place in your life. They said therefore unto him, what sign do you show us? that we may see and believe. What do you work? Our fathers that eat the manna in the desert, as it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. So here they want to manipulate Jesus and they want to say, look at Moses. He gave the people bread and you want to now come and um, you want to just have all this big talk about who you are. Moses gave bread. So now at least you need to give us bread. So if you're the right one, you gave bread yesterday, so where's the bread now? immediately using the scripture to manipulate Jesus and see their hearts is not right. Then Jesus said unto them, Verily I say unto you, Moses gave you that bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he which comes down from heaven and gives life unto the world. Now, I hope you can hear that. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that comes unto me shall never hunger, and he that believes on me shall never thirst. But I say unto you that you also have seen me and believe not. All that the Father has given me shall come unto me, and him that comes unto me I will no way cast out. For I have come down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. And this is the will of him that sent me, that all of which he has given unto me, that I should not lose any of them, but raise them up in the last day. Isn't that absolutely powerful? So Jesus comes and he says what this whole thing is all about. Now I want to encourage you. In this passage, we can see that he's saying basically that uh, Moses gave the bread that came from heaven. But that bread, Moses and the people of that time, they've all perished. They've all died. So let us not labor for that which does not produce eternal life. But let us labor for that which produces eternal life, which according to this passage is Jesus Christ himself. And if you have believed on that, never, if you don't see a miracle as defined by, uh, you know, the Bible or the typical Pentecostal charismatic church, supernatural miracle take place, never feel there's something wrong with you if you have now already believed upon Jesus. Just be careful that you're not tempted to think that it is about the miracle. It is what the, it's about what the miracle is about which is Jesus, which you've already attained unto. Glory to God. I trust that this encourages you. Um, You find that these Jews, if you just go and read on there, he goes on and he says, uh, let me read from verse 44. He says, no man can come unto me except the Father which has sent me draw him and I will raise him up in the last day. Can you see what Jesus is saying all of this is about? He came and people followed him because he did miracles and he healed the sick. But that was simply because the Father has healed him and he shows the authority and the power and the forgiveness of sins and his ability for the purpose that they would believe upon him. 
So what was the reason? The reason was to believe upon Jesus. Then he thought of the Passover and he multiplied the bread. That's what John explained. It was not about the multiplication of bread, but actually about the Passover feast. And that was what was in his mind. And then the people came and he said to them, listen, labor not just for seek me, for I can give you eternal life. Believe upon me. And if you have believed on that, I want to tell you, you have eternal life. You have eternal life. And from Jesus, you can also expect miracles to take place in your life. But it's not what it's about. It's what we can open our hearts for, but it's not what it's about. So we cannot treat our lives and our success in ministry and all those kind of things as if it is about this supernatural and, and all, of, all of that. It is not about that, although it can be expected. Well, um, we've come to the end of this message. Like I said, it's just going to be a short message, um, you know, and I wanted just to encourage you, get your mind thinking a little bit about this. I would like to pray for the sick right now. There the are people that can, that, you know, that miracles can take place in your life right now. We know it's not about miracles, but we do know that we are in a kingdom wherein miracles do manifest. So let us pray together. Father, we want to thank you that we know what miracles is about. Miracle is about Jesus. It is a sign pointing unto the Christ. And thank you that we can see the sign, we can see the Christ and believe upon the Christ. Yet we want to say, Lord, we are not seeking the bread to find our life from the miracle. But we know, we know we have eternal life. Yet there are people, Lord, that have got need as pertaining to their bodies and finances and all those things. And thank you, Father, that you have given us the right to come to you and to know that in your kingdom we can be open for your supernatural working. You are our Father, and from you being Father, we open our hearts for your miracles. Father, I thank you that I can come right now and stretch forth my hand and just thank you that you bring signs, wonders, and miracles forth in people's lives. In Jesus' mighty name, thank you as they hear the word of your life. You confirm this word with signs, wonders, and miracles. And thank you, Lord, that if we just see one person being healed, it is already a confirmation that what we have believed is unto eternal life. And thank you that that person can be us. We are open, work through us. Science, wonders, and miracles. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Thank you so much that I could bring this message to you. Know that you are deeply loved by God and that you are cared for by him and that he will always, always care for you. Amen.